In case you missed the big announcement on last week's episode, Themis Bar Review is now the official season sponsor for Legally NYC. You may be thinking, why is a bar review company sponsoring a podcast that is focused on law school life? Well, the easy answer is that Themis is so much more than just bar prep. Their resources for law school are second to none, not to mention they are free. They have law school essentials courses for 1Ls and for those in their 2L or 3L years. Each course features online videos, comprehensive outlines, and even practice questions so you can test your knowledge before it's tested on your final exams and eventually on the bar exam. If you haven't seen a Themis attorney rep on your campus and are looking for free law school essentials materials, sign up for it at themisbarsocial.com slash legally NYC. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm still a good time and I'm still kind of funny, but like you'll never know that. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Legally NYC. This is your host, Erin, and I have a guest with me today. This is Veronica. Veronica, do you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself, your little elevator pitch? Who are you? What do you do? What's your thing? Hello, people. Uh, My name is Veronica Ramirez. I am the founder and attorney at Curator Council. I'm a solo law firm, and pretty much my firm is dedicated to serving and representing content creators. Um, My mission really is to be that one-stop shop for creators. And uh, yeah, I launched it last year, and here I am, chilling. (laughs) So that is Veronica. So Veronica, you said you launched just last year. Was it like exactly a year ago? How long have you been solo? No, so I've been solo since January of last year. So okay, um, we're kind of approaching the two year mark. Yeah, um, learning a lot, you know, about yeah. I guess kind of the ebbs and flow of uh, mm-hmm. you know, influencer marketing and how the creator economy kind of functions. Um, mm-hmm. especially now we're in the kind of middle of a recession and trying to navigate mm-hmm. that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh to be here and to, to be part of this space and to kind of just actually touch it. Cause it was something that I was really interested in from like yeah. law school and even before that. Yeah, no, that's really, really cool. And we're going to get more into like kind of how you started your firm, how you got there when we get more into the bulk of the episode, but um, first some fun little background questions. So Veronica, where are you from? I'm a Miami girl. So I, I grew up in yeah. Miami, born and raised. I'm Cuban American and proud. Um, and I still have that Miami flair to me, mm-hmm. you know, even though <laughs> I'm now in central New York, which is does not have that same flair, um, but <laughs> has a great community here. So I can't be, you know, can't complain. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I'm from. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask where you are now. So you're in central New York, 
Which mm-hmm. do you like better than? Do you miss Miami a lot? I, I miss certain things about Miami. Um, I love I love that I'm from there and that I could always break up my winters because Central New York mm-hmm. can be a little harsh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that there are a couple of things that I, I miss. I miss being around my family because that's where my family and even my husband's family, that's where mm-hmm. they're based. Um, I miss, you know, the friends that I grew up with and made there. I even went to undergrad there. So I have college friends that are still there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are things that I don't miss. I don't miss the traffic. I don't miss the, I think the speed or the pace, the cadence of lifestyle, um, that mm-hmm. much. And, you know, I have like my good group of friends, but I don't think that it's a lifestyle that I really want anymore now that I'm older. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you're older. I think I'll hit that at some point. I'm just kidding. I'm kind of (laughs) done with the party lifestyle. I feel like at this point already, I'm like, I just want to, I want to sit on a lawn with my dog and just watch her run around in circles. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, you know, and there's nothing wrong with, with that being a priority, right. At Mm -hmm. at any stage of your life, if it's in your twenties, if it's even in your fifties, like do you boo, like that's Mm -hmm. fine. Um, but I think that, you know, apart from just the, the party lifestyle, I think there's just also like another set of expectations that comes mm-hmm. with living with, in Miami is that you have to look a certain way and, and carry yourself a certain way and all of these mm-hmm. things. And like, that is a lot to, to carry. That's a lot of yeah. pressure to carry. And I know that some of it's self-inflicted, but how can you not get caught up in that? Right. So yeah. for me, I'm like, I don't miss that. I, I love that. I mm-hmm. can just chill and like be myself and if I don't go out anywhere like that doesn't say anything about me one way or the other um at least that was like my impression that was my experience maybe that's not Mm -hmm. the experience for everybody else so I don't want to (laughs) make a a blanket statement right but Mm -hmm. that that was something that I don't miss at least from when I moved um eight years ago to now I'm like Mm -hmm. really just chilling up here yeah doing my thing you're just like you're relaxing you're having a good time you're doing your thing yeah that makes a lot of sense I feel like in a lot of cities there's kind of that pressure to be like you always have to like look a certain way or not even necessarily look a certain way but you always have to kind of like I don't know make yourself presentable like you have to present you feel like you have to present yourself in a certain way to like get along with other people or for other Mm -hmm. people to like you but yeah, or even not... like take you seriously. It's like, yeah. it's so interesting. Cause you're like, like, I'm still, I still like, I'm still a good time. And I'm still kind of funny, but like, <laughs> you'll never know that. Cause like you saw me roll up in like, you know, a t-shirt or whatever. And not like, <laughs> I don't know, some other like crazy outfit, which I don't mind doing from time to time. Mm-hmm. But like, that's just not mm-hmm. in my life. Like all the time. Yeah. No, that's a lot to do all the time. I feel that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that um, Miami, though, I actually I don't think I've been to Miami. I've been to other parts of Florida, but I haven't been to Miami yet. But where have you been? Well, I've been to Orlando. I've been mm. to um, oh my god, I don't remember the other city. I haven't been to Florida in a while. But like we went to visit my great grandmother somewhere in Florida once. I don't remember what town or city she was from. It was within driving distance mm. of Orlando, though. I think like an hour or so away. Okay, um, maybe like Jacksonville or like yeah, something like that. Usually yeah. that's like kind of like another like major city. Or if you're going west, then maybe you're like mm-hmm. Tampa, St. Pete. Yeah, that mm-hmm. kind of that like that kind of vibe. Like it just depends on what coast you're thinking. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so fun. So you miss parts of Miami, but not all parts. What is your favorite part about where you live now, though? 
What's your favorite thing about it? Mm, I think, I think my favorite part about it is the seasons. Um, I've actually grown to like it a lot because uh, mm. people from Miami can probably relate. There's really only like two seasons. It's summer and hurricane <laughs> season. Like, and even oh, then fun. those are like interchangeable, <laughs> right? Like it's just, it's not, there's not really like a, a huge transition or anything like that mm-hmm. that happens but the seasons here are beautiful up in central new york you you this is where people travel to see like the changing of the leaves this is mm-hmm. where people like go to the wineries and the finger lakes so mm-hmm. being able to do that or hike like all those things they're things that i didn't really get a chance to enjoy when mm-hmm. i was growing up so being mm-hmm. able to do that up here is like i feel like it's really nice just to be able to enjoy that yeah. and yeah i love it Yeah. I love that for you. I'm from New Hampshire. So people always go to like my hometown area for changing leaves too. It's getting to that time of year, actually. It's about to be leaf season. It's leaf peeping season. (laughs) It was cold this morning. It was like 47 degrees. And I'm like, excuse me, it's September 1st. It's September 1st. Like, give me a break. (laughs) Oh my God. It was cold. No, it was like 65 here this morning. So it was like, I went out in like a t-shirt and leggings and I was comfortable. And I yeah. thought that was even bizarre because I've been like sweating my ass off the past oh two God, weeks yeah. being back in the city. But oh my God, it was oh my God, it was cold. It was in the forties. It was cold. It was cold. And that I'm like, crazy. wow, like, it's not even like a few weeks. Like, I mean, I to, to relate to your like sweating your ass off thing. I mean, like a few weeks ago when we were like <laughs> out and about in the city. I was like, Holy yeah, shit. That was a hot week hot. too. That was a yeah. very hot weekend that they had that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Veronica and I met. Um, for those of you lis- listening, we met at Empire State of Law, which was the legal content creator conference held by Level Up Legal, um, mm-hmm. who I've had on the podcast before. So those of you that have been listening since the beginning or like even halfway through, Level oh, Up Legal geez. had a conference and that's where Veronica and I met. So that's how she's yeah. here with us today. <laughs> yeah. You know, thanks to like Aaron's like, you know, stellar networking abilities i saw you i was like okay okay yeah you really did you really did the thing i was like very (laughs) impressed thank you i did my best i was like you know semester starting podcast season two is starting up i was like i gotta get in there i gotta get some guests i was like i also need a job for next summer so we gotta gotta go do all the networking (laughs) hell yeah that's exactly what you gotta do you you go after what's yours you know like I think that it's such a a good thing it's such a refreshing thing to see um students like you um participate in conferences like that and be so bold right or and and I say bold because one you could show up as yourself which just does not happen in a lot of like legal you know networking sessions right Mm -hmm. like you can wear whatever the fuck you want and no one's gonna think twice about it that's great Two, you can like talk casually and be yourself and not feel like you have to present yourself in like mm-hmm. some other crazy manufactured version. Not to say that yeah. you have to like, you know, not hold back right? <laughs> within reason. But I, I really think it's so cool to to see, um, to have seen that, to have experienced that and to have interacted with students that are just like, what's up? Like, let's like chill and yeah. talk, like whatever. And it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like as like forced or yeah manufactured as like other networking events mm-hmm. that I've experienced in law school yeah I'm like mm-hmm. yeah loved it no I agree I wasn't sure what to expect going into it but once I got there I was like oh this is so fun and I feel like more people were kind of just being themselves and not trying to present a certain way because it was yeah. kind of like creator focused and that's yeah. like kind of that's what 
I don't know, the creators that do the best, I feel like, are the ones that just kind of are themselves. So they're used to just like being themselves and not putting on a face. Whereas like some of my friends in law school that want to do big law, like they have to be like, you know, they have to like put on the face, like super serious professional. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Like that is not for me. No, don't sign me up for that. Has that ever been like um, an experience for you? Like did did you try that on? Because I definitely did. Like, so coming, that, that, like, mm. yeah, coming into law school, I thought I wanted to do big law. So I was like, kind of serious. But I also, I started my podcast, like, the second week of law school. So yeah. I don't know. But I feel like looking back, like in looking at the content I've made over the past year, I can see myself kind of like coming out and being more myself as it went on. Like the first yeah. few episodes, um, when my roommate was still doing the podcast with me, you can like kind of see yeah. that like we were having fun, but we were trying to like kind of like present a certain way. Mm-hmm. But now I just like I record and I'm just like having a good time. I'm just hanging out with my guests, mm-hmm. which makes the episodes yeah. I think more fun to listen to because it sounds more authentic. Yes, a hundred percent. And I would highly, highly encourage that people really make it a point to just present as as closely to themselves as they can right like obviously there's certain things they gotta like kind of check out the door Mm -hmm. when you're at an interview but like um I can say from my own experience yeah TBT um (laughs) when I was going through um interviews for a summer internship my one else summer I tried that on. I tried on the, okay, like, let's be the, the professional, like, queen. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, she's proper. She's wearing a suit. She's, you know, just proper, proper, proper. Mm-hmm. And that was a bust. It was a huge bust. Yeah. It was a huge bust. It was awful. Did you ever think you want, or what did you do actually before you had your own firm? Let's get, let's get into the bulk of the episode now. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. How'd you get to your firm? So let's start with like, um, mm-hmm. what did you think you wanted to do in law school? And where did you go to law school? Yeah, so I went to Syracuse Law. And that was an intentional choice. Because by then, I was here in Central New York already. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already been here a year at that point. And so and I have my husband who was working also a Syracuse grad. So I kind of had a little bit of an advantage with him having just graduated and me looking for law school, like, okay, where do I go? Mm. So it was really nice to to be close to him. So I chose Syracuse yeah. and obviously great program, great professors, great mm. networking, all that stuff. 
Um, but when I was going into law school, I wasn't quite sure like where I would fit in just yet, but I knew that I want at least at the time, a lot has changed. <laughs> um, at the time I was thinking I wanted to be a litigator. I, and again, I am a first gen law student. So no one in my family does law. Well, in my immediate family, if you think about my extended family, there's like one lawyer, but I don't yeah. want to talk to him. So same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so within my immediate family, I'm first gen. So I, uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to be a litigator. And I was just like, I want to be a litigator. I want to help people. I want to get in there. I just want to get in there. So I go to law school, I go through my first year. And my first year, like my first summer associate, like summer internship was at the Rochester Attorney General's office. And that was interesting, because it really just showed like, how much litigation kind of happens out of there. And I was working on like prison litigation stuff Mm -hmm. and that was very interesting the papers are interesting and if you know you know um (laughs) so there's that and then uh second year was kind of like I guess a little more illuminating because I did I wasn't sure if I wanted to go into criminal or civil litigation so I did work with the U.S. Attorney's Office there for like the year and got a little bit of a taste of what criminal looked like and then I was like I don't think I'm fit for this. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm suited for this. I like, I like the, the matters, but I'm not, not really getting me. Mm-hmm. So it's... then we're, it, it wasn't right. But yeah. then at that point I, I had that experience in, you know, working at the attorney general's office, mm-hmm. getting through that interview process a lot more like flawlessly. Cause I was just like myself and my supervisor was like, yo, I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great. And so then I kind of took that experience and kind of built on that um, to get my externship with the U.S. Attorney's Office. I said something really ridiculous during the interview. They were like, so why should we hire you? <laughs> and at this point, I developed a lot of like great rapport with this person. So it wasn't like just like mm-hmm. out of the blue. But again, mm-hmm. I had balls, so I didn't care. I was just <laughs> like, well, what's there not to like? And she just lost it. She lost it. She was just like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I followed it up immediately with like, you mm-hmm. know, other qualifications that make me like great for the job. But I yeah. think that again goes to show like that people even hiring attorneys, hiring like law firms, mm-hmm. like appreciate authenticity, appreciate, you know, people that just mm-hmm. come in with like their best selves and that yeah. It's like their full selves, not just like whatever they think mm-hmm. would fit the mold kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I went into my summer, my 2L, and worked at my firm that I would get to work with, like, after law school. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got into more, like, civil litigation. And I really liked the culture of the firm. I really liked the concept of it being, like, a medium-sized firm in this market, mm-hmm. which shouldn't be as, like, demanding. So I was just like, great. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, like, be tied to my desk. And I could actually, like, have a pretty decent life. And mm-hmm. I thought you know, even in my 2L, my 3L, like I was like, I'm totally going to be a litigator. I'm totally going to like be a lifer at this firm. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was the, <laughs> the, the, the vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it wasn't. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, worked there for a couple of years, COVID happened and things just w- weren't working out at the firm. Um, so that fizzled out. And then I was like, okay, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was thinking back on, on my two all year. And we talked about this like a little bit before we recorded 
we were talking mm-hmm. about notes. And one of the, the things that we had to do in my two-wheel year for law review was drop a note. Mm-hmm. And I decided to learn a little bit more about the influencer marketing space and how it's being regulated by the law. Mm-hmm. And that's where I learned about like the FTC's regulations. And all throughout law school, like even before that, like I was always so interested in social media, like as a consumer mm-hmm. and, and just kind of like creating for fun, whatever. And I go to like my husband. And I'm like, I think I want to start a firm and I think I want to work with influencers. Like I would really like, I just like mm-hmm. uttered that sentence and I'm like, this guy's <laughs> probably gonna be like, no, you need to go find a job. Yeah. And he was like, okay, so then do it. Like, nice. And a good man. And I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I, I know that, you know, that's just unheard of, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. not unheard of, but it's just, you know, it, it, it's because of like a lot of other things that, you know, we have the privilege of being here and have the privilege yeah. of being in a stable, relationship with a stable mm-hmm. like income coming in and all that stuff so he was like mm-hmm. take the risk I love you know? that he was and, all for it that's great oh yeah and he was like <laughs> and he kind of calls himself the like chief operating operations oh. officer for here because oh, okay. he like be like did you do this or how's this coming along and stuff like that he's like really just <laughs> super supportive and amazing mm-hmm. and I was just like okay so I'm gonna do it and like hope for the best but I had zero idea how to start a law firm zero idea mm-hmm. how to get clients and like I, I, who was gonna trust me <laughs> with this and I just got to learning and I got to networking mm-hmm. and here I am and, and now I'm never looking back yeah no that's absolutely amazing so how many years were you at the mid-sized firm then was it just a few years you said uh a, a little over two so a little long. over two years. Okay, not that long. Yeah. And yeah. then um, did you take some time off between finishing there and then starting up your firm? Yeah, it took about like two months. Yeah. So I took about two mm-hmm. months. It was like October. And then I was like, okay, I need to like reset and like figure it out. Because I was yeah. a little burned out too. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I really needed to get clear on like what it is that mm-hmm. I want to do. Because you know, the other thing that you kind of grow to realize and, you know, after graduating law school is that like, this is like what you're going to do for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. you know, at least for most people, right? Like the, yeah. this is their lifelong, like this is their life plan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really took that a little more seriously because I think that, you know, in law school, you're just kind of like, and, and, and this is just going to happen and it's just going to work out and that, and that's mm-hmm. it. But like, you don't really understand like the, the permanence of that yeah. and like, you know, how that affects like your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so what do I really want to do? How, what kind of life do I want to live? And like, how do I want to like figure in my, my career into that, you know? Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. how I got to this point. (laughs) Yeah. No, that is, that's actually a conversation I've been having a lot with my family and my therapist actually I keep being like I know Mm -hmm. I'm in law school and like I want my law degree I also came in being like I'm gonna be a litigator I was one of those as well (laughs) I was like gonna be a litigator um I learned that criminal wasn't for me because I had an internship in undergrad at the DA's office so I was like not criminal so I'm going to be Mm -hmm. a civil litigator Mm -hmm. but then 
I did my first year and like I did everything. I had my summer um, externship in a clinic at my school and I was like, okay, like this stuff is like fine. But as I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't want to be like doing this. Like this isn't how I want to spend my life. Like if I'm going to be making money off of this where I need to be spending like 40 hours a week, at least doing it. Like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. So um, that's a conversation I keep having with people. I'm like, what do I really want to do? Because I have realized before I even graduated, like it is like a permanence thing. Like in all, I can always like change what I'm doing, but it's Mm -hmm. like a foreseeable future thing, at least like, yeah maybe I'd be okay, like working in this area of law, but would I actually enjoy it? Or would I just be like doing it to do it because I hate it the least? So, right. That, that, that is so tough because, mm -hmm. you know, the other thing that, you know, another conversation that I've had and it's similar to you, right. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's like, does the the job have to be the thing that, that lights you up? because yeah. maybe it is it's the other thing other things or other areas mm-hmm. right and it's almost like the job is a means to an end right mm-hmm. and, and and that's going to be a different answer for everyone mm-hmm. personally for me like it since it consumes so much of my time at least the way that I see it is that I, I really do want to be invested yeah. and mm-hmm. excited and engaged in the work that I'm doing and I didn't I realized that that wasn't the case and so the firm so I was just mm-hmm. like kind of like it, it is what it is. So mm-hmm. I feel like with, with law, there's so many opportunities to explore. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, really getting out of your own way or your own beliefs, which is mm-hmm. something I wish I did sooner yeah. um, to just try for other things. So yeah, the world is your oyster when it comes to like the law. I think you can really try anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like even you can even do things that aren't like being a practicing attorney. Like you right. can just, you can can work in like new politics you can just have like the jd advantage and like kind of know the legal background so you're better suited to be like an executive company so Mm -hmm. um so i i've been debating a lot about that because i've realized that because like your job does take up so much of your time i do want to enjoy what i'm doing i don't want to use it as a means to an end i want it to be like Mm-hmm. be like an end goal itself of like oh this is fun like I like doing my job yeah. yeah but so even my roommate like she doesn't I feel like she doesn't see it that way at all so we're like opposite kind yeah. of in how we view oh, yeah. work so it's mm-hmm. really interesting and I honestly think like being at Empire State of Law kind of like shifted my brain a bit more too because I saw all of these different people um that like went to law school some of them are still practicing attorneys right now. Some are doing other things, but like everybody loves what they're doing. They're not working. They're not just at a firm to make money to then like have the lifestyle they want. They are, they're actually enjoying what they do. So I've been like, yeah, I've been fighting with that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I think that that's what's so cool about, you know, being in school, right. Is Mm -hmm. that you have that you also, there is an inherent advantage to being Mm -hmm. a student Mm -hmm. and that is that you know nothing and that anybody who (laughs) knows something will be Mm -hmm. happy to to share their experience about what they do and and how they got there um Mm -hmm. so I think that it's so important to like just you know do what you keep doing and and that is you know putting yourself out there and being like hey I want to talk to you about like this like I'm considering Mm -hmm. this and this is kind of how I got Mm -hmm. there like would you do you have some time and like 
I yeah. give my I, I give people my time too when when that happens mm-hmm. because when I even started exploring the idea of running my own firm, I talked to people that were doing it. Yeah. Um because it's important to kind of see what what people are doing, what's working, what isn't. And yeah. I mean it they were just so generous. So I'm just trying to pay it forward. So I think yeah. you should do it and just take advantage yeah. of people like me wanting to pay yeah. it forward. Yes. And you're paying it forward here. You're giving all of your knowledge and your story to all of these listeners too. So stuff like that's why also like having my podcast has been helpful. I've heard about so many different areas of law, but it's so fun. And I love that I get to like share that with other people. Then it's not me just having private conversations with people and learning myself since it's on the podcast and like documented. It's like everybody gets the knowledge now. So it's definitely, definitely, it's very 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 cool how um that kind of works in like the social media world and the content all that stuff really fun yeah but um okay let's learn a little bit more about your firm though veronica so you work mainly with influencers do you work solely with influencers do you also do small businesses what's your what's your thing so my thing is you know the focus and i think everybody that's in business always has a target and my target really is creators. Um, it's been creators through and through, but from time to time, you know, as a result, I think of having like a targeted message. Um, mm-hmm. Small businesses have also approached me for help. Yeah. And, you know, so long as I can, then I'll offer mm-hmm. it. Um, usually in the realm of like, you know, trademarks or business yeah. formation and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, so I'll, I'll help on that. But for the most part, like a bulk of my business really is just working with and advising and just representing uh, the interests of like content creators, which has been super cool. Yeah, no, that sounds really, really cool. I want to learn more about that area of law myself. Um, So with working with content creators, what do you mainly do? Do you, you said you advise, do you help them with contracts? Do you do like their trademarking a lot, IP work? What exactly would it look like to work with you as somebody like, if a content creator came to you and they're like, Hey, Mm -hmm. I've been like doing content creation for a while now. Like, I feel like I need some like legal protection. Like Mm -hmm. I just need a legal view on it. Like what would that look like? Yeah. So the, the, the base, the main source of like business, at least from the start with me is usually their, their brand deal. So they usually need help with negotiating their contracts and making Mm -hmm. sure that their contracts are written in a fair way or at least Mm -hmm. as as close to it as we can so Mm -hmm. that's usually where we start um lately i'm I'm trying to kind of like get them to start thinking about ip a little bit more um Mm -hmm. and securing that and not just in the realm of of trademarks like i've helped course creators well a course creator with Mm -hmm. um you know securing copyright registrations for their course and Mm -hmm. i also think that's important you know not just with courses but with other pieces of IP that are valuable, that are viral, like all those things should be kind of like part of a strategy so that you're Mm -hmm. not getting screwed over. Um, So it's usually contracts, IP, and then, you know, other kind of peripheral things like, you know, maybe they need help with terms and conditions, or maybe they need Mm -hmm. help with, you know, drafting some sort of independent contractor agreement because they have a videographer that they're doing like working with or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, like the mission really is to be like the one-stop shop so that they really can just go to one person and not have to explain mm-hmm. themselves like to yeah. 10 different people, but yeah, we're working on it. So it, yeah. right now it's just contracts and IP. Yeah, no, I love that. So um, everybody hit up Veronica 
if you are in the content creation world. She can help you out with that stuff. Do you practice just in New York or can you practice in other states too? New, York, New York. So okay. New York, but the, it's a big the goal state. is to, <laughs> yeah, the goal is to expand, you know, just so that I can be available to more people. But yeah, you know, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. No, I love yeah. that. Honestly, like your whole your whole business, your whole thing, who you are. You're just really cool. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God, love you You're back. welcome. <laughs> okay. I think that's it for the bulk of the episode, but we're going to do our two little segments that we do at the end. So the first one is called how to be a better person. For those that haven't listened before, this can be like a sustainability tip. It could be like a cause to donate to. It could be something you can do for people. So um, how do you recommend people be a better person this week, Veronica? Oh, to, (laughs) hang on, where do I begin? Um, (laughs) The way that I think people could be better is to be generous, to be generous to others. Mm -hmm. If that's in their time in, mm-hmm. you know, sharing resources, I, I think that just being generous can go a long way. Yeah, I love that. I'll give a tip as well. My tip for this week will be, um, I feel like we've done this one before, but it's a new season. So I'm going to do it again. Um, when you check out at a store and it says, do you want to donate a dollar? Donate a dollar this week, just to one place. Not a lot of money. You know, as a broke law student, I understand we don't have a lot of money. But I can usually toss a dollar in there once a week. So it's my tip for the week. And then um, our second segment is a fun thing to do in your city. So we'll go with Miami because that's where you're from. So what is a fun place people can go? It's one of your favorite spots or things to do in Miami. Oh, man. There's so many fun places. Um, But a fun thing or a fun place to, to visit really is I think Wynwood. It's I, I've been there when it started, but even where it is now, I, I really just mm-hmm. love that it's a hub of creativity, inspiration, mm-hmm. new businesses, great food. Um, there are pl- plenty of other places, but I think that just being inspired by that in- environment is really cool. Yeah, I love that. I'll have to check it out when I make my way down to Miami. Yeah. There. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, Veronica, do you want to tell everyone where they can follow you? Where can they find you? um okay so i'm a at curator underscore council and that's c-o-u-n-s-e-l not council with a c so don't get it don't get it twisted um it's the same on tiktok it's the same on instagram and i will have a new website soon so curatorcouncil.com okay guys keep an eye out for veronica's new website yes And then you can all follow us at Legally NYC Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Or my personal is Erin.Lindsay13, also Instagram and TikTok, same name everywhere. Um, make sure you like, follow, leave us, what's that called? Reviews. Leave us reviews. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you think of the mm-hmm. podcast, what you want to see mm-hmm. on it in the future. But yeah, it was mm-hmm. great having you, Veronica. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.